If you're looking for a way to help birds or take your support to the next level, this May, I would love for you to join the Birds Canada Birdathon. It's easy to participate in and helps raise thousands of dollars for bird conservation. Learn more at birdscanada.org slash birdathon. Now let's get to the episode. Listening to the Warblers, a Birds Canada podcast. I'm Andrea Gress. Join me and others as we travel on common flight paths with our guests, gaining insights and inspiration from the world of birds and bird conservation in Canada. Welcome back to the Warblers. Fall is in the air for many of us across Canada. the The air is getting a little bit cooler in many places. The fall migration is starting to happen. So this episode's going to be a little fall adventure into Manitoulin Island in Ontario. We'll be diving into the forests and the grassy meadows, and you'll be hearing birds and crickets and all kinds of things in the background. We're exploring Manitoulin Island with Joe Padonquit, who you'll remember from a previous episode called Benishiak, where he shared so much with us about how birds are named in the Anishinaabe language and the process behind recovering some of those names. In that episode, Joe also talked about his desire to create a guide for Anishinaabe bird names to help others learn the language. Here's a little clip from Joe talking about that. Because I see lots of fantastic resources being made to be able to learn and identify birds. Uh, Like I have a deck of cards (laughs) that I play cards like crazy eights with my daughter. It helps her so much to remember the English names of birds. And I'm thinking like, man, if we had a a resource for people to learn about Anishinaabe names too, that would be really nice to see. So this episode's a bit of a follow-up from that first one with Joe. Before we go any further, I want to acknowledge that the content in this episode and in Benishiak is relatively narrow in focus, in the sense that we're learning about the Anishinaabe language with an Ontario focus. It is so, so important to know that Canada has a wide diversity of Indigenous people and language, and we do want to share those stories and perspectives as well. At the end of the month, we'll be releasing an episode about Indigenous-led conservation on the East Coast, so stay tuned for that. Personally, I'm based in Calgary, and I want to acknowledge and pay tribute to the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region, and also the Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3. I had the pleasure of joining Joe and a few others on Manitoulin Island last fall for a bit of a birding adventure. We also had Andres Jimenez with us. For newer listeners... Andres was my co-host in the early days of this podcast, and I always love an opportunity to work with him. But we weren't just birding and hanging out with friends. There was a greater goal to this trip. Joe and Andres have been working together to find more ways to share Joe's knowledge, and one of those ideas brought us to the island. And that idea was tourism. Joe connected with Wikwemekong Tourism to see if their guides would be interested in learning more about birding with a special focus on the Anishinaabe language. And of course, they were on board. Wikwemekong Tourism operates in Wikwemekong First Nation in the more eastern part of Manitoulin Island, which is also where Joe grew up. In this episode, we're bringing you little pieces of audio from that trip. So picture a group of us birding in beautiful fall landscapes on Manitoulin Island. The leaves are just starting to change color. The tall, dry grasses are crunching underfoot. And yeah, crickets and grasshoppers galore. You'll mostly hear Joe sharing his vast knowledge about the birds that we're encountering, and occasionally you might hear Andres or one of the tour guides chiming in. In this first clip, 
Joe is explaining the name for chickadees. Chikitigana she is like it's describing somebody who's hiding everything. Like uh stuffing things away. Like uh when you have a fire you use that stick and you're moving the fire around, you're burying some, bringing some out. Um, and that's all the the chickadee will do is be the burying everything, hiding everything, stuffing everything here and there. So chikitigane it sounds like what the what he's saying, chikitigane but then it's also describing how he hides everything. Crows are really fun. We we call them ondeg. Ondeg is describing a change that's happening, uh, and I think it's talking to the you, the 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 role that crows play in in uh, indicating changes in the seasons. Oh, okay. So they in the springtime they're all mobbing up, they're all loud yeah, and they're yeah. super playful. Yeah. Um, and that usually indicates that it's spring, the mm-hmm. maple syrup is starting. Yeah. Uh, but then also their behaviors change in the fall. Uh, and they they just they get super super loud at the end of summer. And uh, that's usually about when yeah when you start picking medicine when you like uh, from your garden or whatever it is uh it's fall time the green color changes as soon as you hear in the fall or at the end of summer all of the crows just going wild that is uh yeah lots of things will change hey joe you mentioned something about blackbirds sneezing yeah they uh as a family well i think that it's probably a name, just like for woodpeckers, are papase. That's, uh, I think, maybe more appropriately as a family name, because each individual woodpecker has its own name, like meme, for the undulation of the peleated and undulating flight pattern of the peleated, and moningunez, the flicker that digs. Uh, and so I think jachakuno is the, it's like sneezers. Why are they the sneezers? Because uh, when they, uh, that's uh, what all of the grackles and um, uh, red winged blackbirds, they have this sneeze that they do okay. to call. Okay. And uh, play a sound for us. Exactly. So, blackbird, right? Let's go yeah, to grackle. Okay. I've never thought about that yeah. as a sneeze. But, but they'll take a deep <laughs> breath in before they sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> but each individual yeah, one, like yeah. Mesquanag is the red-winged blackbird, just talking oh, about the red shoulders. <laughs> um, and then uh, the, now the other blackbird, signak for the even if you didn't see the red head you for the common grackle, like just describing the way they group up together mm-hmm. uh, in flight. Yeah. But uh, I don't think I've gotten close to hearing. A name for a brown-headed cowbird. Okay. At the end of the week, I sat down with a couple of the tour guides to get their perspective on the whole experience. Here's Manny first, followed by Jack. Hi, my name is Mandego Ozomic. Um, I'm a tour guide for Wukwamakong Tourism. Been a tour guide for maybe four years. Uh, this is my first time birding or doing anything that involves identifying birds, so it's been quite an experience. Has it been challenging for you? Yeah, it has. After kind of getting a little bit more information on all the different species and uh, the, the 
families even it's just a whole whole different world to explore uh, it's a lot to take in all at once for sure what's been your favorite part of this experience um i think the listening to the bird sounds like even just this morning i woke up and like could just hear all the different birds and I'm just trying to piece it all together so it's kind of um lots more to discover it's like playing a game almost Hey, so my name is Jack Rivers. Uh, I work with Wakomakong Tourism as a cultural tour guide. So what do your tours typically look like? Uh, a lot of our tours usually uh, compromise of, um, again, our unseated journey, which is historical uh, site stops. But we do have our uh, making footprints, our guided hike and canoe paddle tours, which we do right here in this location in Prairie Point. And we've been out doing a lot of bird ID training over the last few days. Do you think you're going to incorporate some bird stuff into the tours? Definitely. Like now that with more knowledge on specific uh, birds, that'll help us, uh, you know, like my connection with um, kingfishers. Like, you know, I tell a lot of tourists already about the kingfisher, how I utilize it for uh, locating bait fish, which leads to bigger fish. Uh, but yes, uh, definitely would be able to incorporate more of that knowledge into uh, the connection to the lands with these animals. And is, birds, I mean. is there a value in tourists getting that information from you? I would, I think so, because a lot, uh, a lot of our tourists ask about uh, the cultural connectedness, uh, even with our uh, plants, our birds and animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's been your favorite part of this experience? Uh, I would have to say is uh, learning the markers, uh, again, to help identify these birds. And a uh, few of the discussions we've had, like last night there with, uh, what bird it was, Joe said, for the stagnant water. And that's one I do want to ask him a little bit more because as someone being out on the land too, that likes going out, uh, you know, just going out rough camping or picking up my pack and going out. If I ever run out of water, it'll help definitely identify stagnant water that I should stay away from. Learning from so, the birds. Yeah, so yeah. like, you know, like life skills, survival skills that can learn from these birds as well. Safe to say this was a really rich learning experience for all of us. I'm going to share one last clip of Joe talking about the name for turkey vulture. We know that there's a, there's a change that it's responsible for. And uh, and uh, and we know there's a positive change, and uh, <clears throat> um, I guess just talking to its process, taking uh, rotting animals and mm-hmm. starting that, uh, starting to clean things up. We It's not just like ugly. A lot of the times you'll hear that there'll be like some surface level interpretations that, you know, are good for kids. But if you think about it a little bit more, those sounds all mean something else. When all those sounds are grouped together, there's a there's a more full story. So it could just be ugly, yeah. You could get by with that for, for your whole life, but when you know that it's describing the process of cleaning, then it makes a lot more sense. Of course, I wanted to hear how this experience was from Joe's perspective to see if he felt that the week was a success. I think so. I think we did everything that we wanted to do uh, or, or exceeded, greatly exceeded, I think. And uh, the, the experiences of this week 
uh, I think on the tour guides, one of the things that I was able to see, I guess, is it wasn't that they were so interested and obsessed and motivated and inspired by birds and bird knowledge at the end of the training. What happens though is you see that just like cooking, it's like, okay, this is something that I have to learn. If I want to be responsible for recovering uh, knowledge and transferring, delivering knowledge and 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 dispelling uh, some terrible ideas about indigenous knowledge and culture as a tour guide, <laughs> um, then that's uh, it, this is a this is required. I have to learn uh, about bird knowledge, and uh, um, just because yeah, it's required. Just like cooking and you know sewing, and uh, it's a it's a knowledge that needs to be. Uh, completely understood and exercised if we want to consider any um, revival, I guess, of culture and knowledge. Mm-hmm. So we saw that. They were just like, hey, this is my responsibility. I'm going to do it. I hope you've enjoyed this little field trip up to Manitoulin Island with us. Uh, once again, we've got that first episode with Joe. It's called Benishiak. If you want to learn more about Anishinaabe bird names, go have a listen to that. It's so interesting. And of course, a new resource is this bird name guide that Joe and Andres have put together. So far, they've created kind of like a teaser. It's just got 15 Anishinaabe bird names, but it goes into really great depth into why they're named what they are. And it's just a fantastic resource. You can purchase a copy of that on Joe's website, creatorsgardenmarket.ca. Purchasing that guide will help to fund the continued research into bird names, so you can help Joe reach that goal of creating a much bigger and more comprehensive guide. And I sure hope you're keen to visit Manitoulin Island now. I don't know why you wouldn't be. It's a it's a lovely place. I can't recommend Wikwemekong tourism enough. The guides are so knowledgeable and also very fun to hang out with. So get up there and visit them. You'll love the lush nature and the birding that the island has to offer. Check out wikitours.com. All right. Thanks, folks. It's fall migration. Get out and get birding. The Warblers is a podcast of Birds Canada. Our goal is to bring you the information you need to discover, enjoy, and protect birds. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Birds Canada relies on the support of donors like you. Visit birdscanada.org slash warblerspodcast to make a donation today. The Warblers is produced by Jody Allaire, Kate Dogleash, Chris Koo, and Andrea Gress, with music by Jose Mora and art by Alex Nichol. Until next time, keep birding. <laughs>